0: This episode of the Consulting Pipeline podcast is brought to you by Specialization School. Specialization School is really like an insurance policy on the decision you make about how to move from a generalist market position to a specialized one. Get more information at specializationschool.com. My second car had a massive design flaw that caused me to get yelled at in front of a puppet store. My first car, by the way, was a, I can't remember, a 1964 or a 1969 Jeepster Commando. It had more rust than chassis left. I actually installed my own seat belts in the car because it did not come with any. Back to that second car. After the Jeepster took a dirt nap, which only took like six months and $1,000 in repair bills. My dad at one point called the car a pit of vipers. After that, I got the most reliable car I could find on short notice, which was the 1984 Volkswagen Jetta. It was the most college student y car that a college student could own. This Jetta was uh, from really from before the time when Volkswagen started making cars you might describe as nice well before the time when they cheated on their diesel emissions testing. And for several years, really the kindest thing you could say about my car was that it was reliable. And it was reliable. Until, all of a sudden, one day, it, it wasn't. I was parked at the Kroger parking lot. When I came out to crank out the Jetta, nothing happened. I turned the key, nothing. No click, no reassuring whir of the starting motor, nothing. This started happening more and more frequently, until eventually I realized there was a pattern at play. The problem happened when the engine was fully heated up from a drive longer than 15 minutes. I found two potential or two partial solutions. One always worked, and the other sometimes worked. The reliable solution was to let the engine cool down, which took hours. <laughs> this was not much of a solution. The other solution was to jumpstart the car. Even though the battery was fully charged anyway, the extra juice from another car's battery would sometimes get my Jetta to start, and this was also not much of a solution. This all came to a head one spring break on a road trip from Davidson, North Carolina, where I went to college, to Asheville, North Carolina. I was doing ridiculous things on that road trip, like keeping the car running at fuel stops, (laughs) you know, which... I don't know about you, but I think that sign there by the gas pump that says to turn off your engine is there for a reason. <laughs> I think somebody figured out the hard way uh, what not turning off the car's motor must do when you're fueling it. Anyway, I did crazy stuff like that to avoid this, uh, you know, the jump start dance. While cruising along Interstate 40, my friend Carl and I spotted this crazy looking store that someone was running out of their house. It was called Our Father's Puppet Kingdom, and it seemed to be selling puppetry supplies. I checked. Um, they're still apparently sort of in business. You can go to www.rfatherspuppetkingdom.com to see their uh, website. So, as curious college students on a road trip tend to do, we exited the highway to investigate. I pulled the car into the uh, house slash circular driveway, stopped the motor, and we went to check out this bizarre business that someone was running out of their home. It was closed. (laughs) Oh well. So we hopped back in my Jetta, turned the key, and of course nothing happened. The mysterious starter problem showed up at exactly the wrong time. That's when I noticed there was an automotive battery charger just sitting in this person's driveway, plugged into their crumbling old mess of a minivan. The temptation was too much for me. (laughs) I looked around to make sure no one was watching. Disconnected the charger from their car and connected the terminals to my car's battery, hoping the extra juice from the charger would be enough to get my car's starter to work so we could get out of there. I got back into my car's driver's seat, turned the key to see if it would work, and at at that exact moment, the owner of this house-slash-crazy-puppet-business pulled into the driveway. Whoops. Busted. Caught red-handed. <laughs> The guy was confused, angry. He was still yelling at me as we drove away after his battery charger, which I used totally without his permission, helped start my car. I'm pretty sure he was going to call the police if it took more than like 30 seconds to unhook the battery charger from my car, hook it back up to his, and get out of there. And I've never felt like quite that kind of particular idiot. A few months later, over summer break, I took my Jetta into a shop and the mechanic was actually able to fix the problem. Turns out that year, Jetta had a serious design flaw. The starter motor is located very close to the exhaust manifold, and the wire feeding current to the starter motor is a very small, thin wire. So when the starter motor heated up, up, it became less efficient, and the underspecified wire feeding it just could not deliver enough current. The solution turned out to be simple. It was a $10 solenoid and $3 of heavy gauge wire, which was wired directly to the car battery, sent through the solenoid, which was controlled by the starter switch, and that was all it took to permanently fix the problem. I wanted to hug the mechanic who figured this out for me and installed the fix. He did not look like he wanted a hug at that moment, so I high-fived him instead. Years later, when I was running my own business, I realized I had a design flaw in my business. I had thought that every aspect of my service, I had thought about every aspect of my service, except how I was going to reliably get new clients. I would often get to the end of a project, raise my head to see what potential clients were looking for help, and nada. No clients asking for help. No reassuring inquiries in the inbox, nothing. If this reminds you of your business, you don't have to suffer from an unreliable pipeline. A fix might be easier than you think. It's often as simple as finding the right mechanic. That might be you. But that, excuse me, that might be me. I might be the right mechanic to help you fix your business. If the problem is lead generation, I can help, but I'm going to force you to consider what I think is the underlying problem, which is that if you're... If you're a generalist shop, you have no compelling reason for clients to choose you over the competition, and I'm going to urge you to do something about that by specializing. So if I might be be the right mechanic for your business, let me know. I'd be happy to help.